0: Hi, this is Mary Anne. In this series that Luann and I are doing on how God can suddenly intervene in our lives, we have gotten tangled up in a few of our Bible stories. So I just wanted to record this explanation or an apology if we have confused you because there were a couple of Bible stories we alluded to, but neither one of us had really taken a lot of notes on those stories. So we kind of made a mess out of them. And I wanted to just take a, a little bit of time here at the beginning beginning to tell you the real story. The first thing that we got messed up was in the last episode when I couldn't remember who pulled Moses out of the river when he was floating around in the Nile in a basket. I think I said it was Pharaoh's granddaughter, and then Luann said, no, I think it was the daughter. (laughs) And we talked around in circles and never really did come to a conclusion. And I looked it up, and it was Pharaoh's daughter, which made Moses the grandson to Pharaoh. So there you have it. Another story that we got confused from the episode that you're getting ready to listen to was about Elijah the prophet and the widow of Zarephath. God used the prophet Elijah to suddenly change everything about her circumstances. Well, in the course of that conversation, I said something about how later on he healed that same widow's son, and Luann thought it was the Shunammite woman. And once again, we kind of got all confused about that. So I actually looked it up, and yes, Elijah did heal the widow of Zarephath's son. But there is a story about the Shunammite woman, but the prophet who healed her son was Elisha. And, you know, whenever you're talking about Elijah and Elisha, things can get kind of confusing. The third thing may confuse you as you get ready to listen to the episode that you're getting ready to listen to about the prostitute named Rahab. I realized when I was editing that, that we didn't really provide the background. So, Yes, Rahab was a prostitute in Jericho when the Israelites were getting ready to cross the Jordan River and claim the Promised Land. They knew they were going to encounter some battles along the way, and so they were ready to come upon the city of Jericho, but before they crossed the river... Joshua, who was in charge, Moses had died, sent out two spies to Jericho to kind of check it out and see what their army was like and all that. And we know the unusual way that God brought Jericho down. But where Rahab figured into this was that the two spies, the first place they went was to this prostitute. And we're going to assume that their motives were good in this. You know, I don't know. Sounds a little sketchy to me. But Maybe God told him to go there because God had already prepared Rahab's heart because the the people of Jericho had heard stories about these Israelites and how God had parted the Red Sea and done all these miracles, and they were actually terrified of the Israelites. And Rahab expresses this to the two spies and says, you know, we're scared to death of you dudes. So anyway, she had this healthy fear of God, even though she was a prostitute. And the officials of Jericho got wind that these spies were around, and so they sent out people to search for them. And Rahab hid the spies, and they told her if she did this and helped them escape, when Jericho was defeated, she and her family would be spared. And we do explain that in this podcast, but I just wanted to give you a little more background because we kind of hopped right into it without explaining what was going on here. So don't be discouraged if you feel like you're new to Bible reading. Luann and I have been Christians for more than 40 years, and we still can't remember sometimes all the details, but dig in and God bless you as you listen to this podcast. Hi, everybody. We are now in episode three of our series on God Can Change Things Suddenly. Yes. And we started out with Charlie Brown, and then we progressed (laughs) to more biblical characters. Well, there's a lot to be learned from Charlie Brown. Yes. And so we've been talking about different stories and characters in the Bible where people were Either just doing life and not expecting God to just show up and change everything, Mm -hmm. or in some cases, they actually were pursuing an encounter with God, and he did some amazing things. Because our purpose and point is that we want all of us to go into this new year without that cynical feeling that, oh, nothing's ever going to change. Yes. You know, I've been wanting it to change forever, and it's never going to change. One of the stories that popped into my head was about one of my daughters-in-law, Jessie. And she told me how, when she was a little kid, she's the oldest of six girls. Wow. I know. So needless to say, marriage was a shock to her system. (laughs) Both daughter-in-laws only had sisters, so I'm always telling them, no, boys do this. Boy, (laughs) it's normal. I'm the boy expert. Anyway, so Jessie said her father had to travel a lot in his job. And and Jessie's very artistic, so this was just when she was little. She made what she called a paper daddy. And it was like Ah. a big cardboard daddy. Oh my! And she said paper daddy would sit at the table with them. And then she would move him into the living room and he'd watch TV with them. (laughs) And they'd put him in the car (laughs) and and all these things. (laughs) Love that story. But in a way, it's a little bit sad. Her dad is great. I know him. He's a wonderful guy. But he couldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. But he just couldn't be there. But I thought, really, when we feel like things are hopeless and we've gotten Mm -hmm. to that point of being cynical that he's ever going to change something. Mm -hmm. What we're really saying to him is you're like a paper God. Wow. You know, I take you around. I tell people Mm -hmm. I believe in you, but you're not real. Yeah. In the case of paper daddy, he couldn't give him hugs. He couldn't give him piggyback cries. He (laughs) couldn't give him wisdom. The things that a dad really does. Yes. Well, if we feel hopelessly cynical about Mm -hmm. His ability to change situations in our lives, then we're really saying you don't have any power. It's almost like the idols of the Old Testament. Those verses in Isaiah I love. It says, you carve these idols out of wood, and half of it you burn in your fireplace, and the other (laughs) half you make an idol out of it. So we need to just check ourselves and say, wow, if I have gotten that cynical about God's working in my life, then... What am I really saying about God? Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: your walk with him.
0: Yeah. 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 And and of course, Satan wants us to get to that place where we doubt God all the time. Right, right. And Luann was saying she just kind of took her Bible and (laughs) flipped it and was reading all the chapter headings. And she said she could just pick out people, gobs of them. And how many times did you say suddenly appears in the Bible? 87. 87 times where suddenly God did some did big something. thing. Suddenly right.
1: he appeared to the shepherds in the field.
0: Yeah, and, and that's just where that word was used. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, there are that's other me. situations oh, yeah. that are the same yes, thing, yes. but didn't use the word suddenly. Yes, yes, yes. So I was talking about some of the heavy hitters of oh, the Bible, yeah. like Moses and Noah. And Lu- <laughs> Luann had some more, I don't know what you
1: would call them. Hidden. Kind of yeah, like hidden.
0: Plus familiar.
1: Yeah. Characters. less familiar we know them but less familiar
0: so one of the ones that i thought of was a lady that's only described as the widow at zarephath oh, yeah. okay Love yeah. That. yeah we'll just call her the widow and she didn't even live in israel she wasn't one of god's people yeah. right she was a gentile but there was this big drought and she had a son so she didn't have any income or means Mm-mm. of living so no. when a drought hit it was bad so she yeah. was out one day by the city gate and she was Gathering sticks to take home and burn a fire, make use of her last oil and flour, and then die. Yeah, I, know. I mean, she even said that. No, she said that's that, pitiful. Yes. She just was expecting this is the last, yes, the first last supper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But while she was at the gate doing what she did, just a normal task, feeling I mean, I can't even imagine what that would feel no, like. No, I don't either. She encounters the prophet Elijah. Mm-hmm. And God had already told him, "You're going to meet this widow, and I want you to go to her house, and kind Mm -hmm. of unfolded what he was supposed to do." Elijah lived on a a plane that. Whoa! (laughs) Yeah, we did a Bible study on Elijah a couple of years ago, and we it was uh, Priscilla Shirer, yeah, Priscilla, powerful study because Elijah was. A trip. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So he's obedient. He goes to this land outside of Israel to meet this woman. And he says to her, can I I come home with you? And then he asks her to make him a little cake. And she does it. She already knew she only had enough for their last meal. Yeah. But she was obedient. She wasn't yeah. a Hebrew, so what made her believe
1: this prophet other than God? Probably it was her last resource. Maybe I mean, but oh, how might as well knows try you this. Know I've this tried crazy that. looking
0: guy that yeah. walked up and said, "Take me home and feed me the last food that you have."
1: <laughs> She's like, "Okay." Say, Sounds like okay. a plan to me. Well, maybe, maybe, she, maybe she knew who he was. I don't know.
0: They didn't have pictures. How yeah, would she no, know who he was? No, that I mean, she everyone, heard of Elijah. Yeah, maybe everybody said, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that that's Elijah that, guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but any, no, that's a great story. Yeah.
0: Let me just sure, tell you no. how it ended. They didn't all die. <laughs> she was obedient. She fixed this food for him. And he said, if you do this, then your flour and your oil will never run out <laughs> until the drought is over. That's and right. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. If she had said no at any of those points, mm-hmm. no, I'm not Gonna go get sticks. Let's just die. No, weird guy, you cannot come to my house. (laughs) No, I'm not gonna give you my last food. That's right. Something caused her to believe that this was God. That's right.
1: That's so good. I hadn't really thought about her because you can imagine you're on your last, that's it. It's probably like the woman that gave the last penny that she had. Yeah, the Widows might. The widow's like in this case,
0: to me, what makes it harder is that the son. Right. Yeah. She was giving away his food. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean,
0: initially. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, So she had to believe that yeah. what this prophet was saying.
0: And there's more miracles with her, right? Didn't her son die and
1: he... Is she the same one? Is she the same lady? No, I don't think that's Shuman, always... the Shumanite, that's a Shumanite woman.
0: I'm always showing my <laughs> biblical illiteracy. <laughs> Why do you people even believe us? <laughs> We did last week. We didn't
1: know know who Moses, who his mom was, or his adopted mom. <laughs> I get it. No, so no, so that speaks volumes because she, something in her trusted okay, I'll make him a cake and he's going to have the last bit of food. Yeah, I don't know. But she believed and that is a changed life. So then what came from that? Everybody that knew her situation and and who she went to go get those jars from, all these people now know that she has enough food through this drought. So how did that happen? Well- the prophet came of God. Then and, she, and
0: she said yes to, to the right things. Yes, she did. Uh, so
1: I guess, again, there's a suddenly happened in her life. She yeah. was ready to die. And a suddenly came about.
0: And, you know, it, it spoke to me, too, of God's provision. I think mm-hmm. right now, oh very um, much. I went to the grocery store yesterday about how to be resuscitated. <laughs> I know. It's pretty bad. It was crazy. And it's easy to get fearful. Yes. Because if you're listening to the news, they mm-hmm. want to stoke that fear in us. You're not going to have enough and inflation and the economy's going to collapse and your retirement, all these things. But we can see how suddenly Mm -hmm. and strangely sometimes God can provide. (laughs) Yes,
1: very much so. Yeah.
0: And he's faithful to do that. He doesn't doesn't care about the stock market. No, God is not bound by the stock market or inflation.
1: Nope. Nope. Not by your paycheck. I've learned that for so long that the Lord is not bound to your paycheck. Mm -hmm. He has many ways to get finances to to anybody at any point his time.
0: resources are limitless that's yeah. what he
1: says he owns cattle in a thousand hills
0: yeah and really one of the things about this whole topic that we're talking about is that he is a living god mm-hmm. so he is there seeing our lives yes. knowing what we need yes. knowing how he's going to get us what we need yes philippians 419 my god shall supply all nice. your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ right Jesus. so yeah he's not dead he's not absent
1: That's right. He's involved. He's very involved. Just
0: as involved as he was in the lives of the people that we're talking about. He's still
1: the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what he promised. Right. And it doesn't matter if you were lived back in that time frame or if you're living now.
0: And his resources are limitless.
1: Yes. That's what I love the most.
0: I know. I think we need to
1: just embrace and rest. I think he wants us resting and believing him.
0: He could have provided for that widow by just dumping a whole... (laughs) Dump truck full of flour, yes. barrels of oil. Yep. But he wanted her to take these steps yes. of faith and yep. trust, too. So,
1: And he wanted Elijah to go to her. Elijah was obedient, too because mm-hmm. he said, I want you to go to such and such. Well, why am I going there? Just yeah. go.
0: He thought he'd probably just go to the people of Israel that he yeah. was called to. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so
1: who's your next? Oh, uh, my next is the thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. And that just randomly came to me. And I think we can all see that he, man, talk about that last minute salvation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was certainly not expecting his life to go the way it went that day. Uh, no, He thought not he at was all. toast.
1: He had no clue. First of all, his name was going to last forever, his situation. We were all going to talk about him, and he never would have known that the day he was nailed to his cross. No. But he knew that Jesus was the Son of God.
0: Yeah, and when Jesus said to him, today you'll be with me in paradise.
1: That very day. When
0: he woke up, knowing his crucifixion was going to happen, he did not think he was going to end up in paradise. No, not <laughs> at all. tell that.
1: Not at all. I think it just explains where his heart was compared to the other thief, but this one, he, he knew.
0: So there again, there's that something. That's something in him that was different than that other guy on the cross. His heart had to be a little more open and tender or something. Receptive. Observant. Yes. Sometimes it's just a matter of we need to open our eyes and pay attention and we'll see what God is doing.
1: And he may have heard of Christ prior and saying this guy is not guilty. He's getting the Mm -hmm. raw end of the deal here. We don't know any of that. But what we do know is his last breath he was going to see Christ. Uh-huh. And it's for those who hold on to the last minute yeah. to ask Christ into their life. Maybe that's why the story's in there, to show us that there are going to be some people that at the last minute will come to Christ right before they're dying. Well, see, nobody's
0: beyond hope.
1: That could be exactly the same I mean, if you were thing. his
0: family member, you would think, oh, man, his yeah. life was just a tragic waste, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. But at that last minute... When I pray for people that don't know the Lord, yes. I always pray that they would see Jesus the way He really, really is.
1: No, oh, that's good. Not
0: what they heard, heard about, about, him, about that him. They would mm-hmm. the blinders would come off, and I feel like that's what happened to that guy. Yes, his blinders came off. Yes. in that moment. Mm-hmm. He wasn't miraculously delivered off the cross.
1: I know. But he was delivered
0: from hell, which is way more important. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. He had to still deal with the consequences of his living, but his soul was going to heaven. I think that's for any of us to think that somebody in our family is hopeless. That's not true. Right. I hear so often people are like, I've been praying for so-and-so for 20 years, 25 years. Mm -hmm. Don't stop praying for them because it could be that last-minute Thing.
0: And pray that their eyes will be open. And their
1: eyes will be open. Yep. Boy, you Go.
0: Going to say something else? <laughs> no, no. One other guy I thought of, I wasn't going to mention him, but oh. I'm going to is Gideon.
1: <gasps> yes. Um,
0: yes. The Israelites were being constantly harassed and attacked by the Midianites. Mm-hmm. They were so scared. They were being plundered all the time that Gideon was actually down in a wine press, which is like a big hole in the ground, yeah. threshing his wheat, which was not something you would normally do. So basically, it presents a picture of Gideon's a bit of a chicken, right? (sighs) Mm -hmm. So then an angel comes down to him and tells him he's going to be the one that's going to deliver Israel from the Midianites, least likely (laughs) to deliver the Israelites. It would be Gideon. (laughs) And he even says, I'm like the least guy in the least family in the least tribe and on and on all of his (laughs) excuses excuses and non qualifications. (laughs) And then the Lord called him a mighty man of valor. So awesome. I know. If you know the story, but you know he did it in a very weird way, yeah. God's instructions to him. But again, he chose somebody that somehow God knew yeah. that Gideon would follow these weird directions that's about so how exactly to, f- right. to beat the Midianites. Mm-hmm. Like, parry your army down to two <laughs> or 300.
1: Yeah. The people that's, that lap drink up, the water, up, lap the water yeah. okay, they're not coming. The other ones are coming. It's, Whoever cups it in their hands, yeah. they're coming. And then break,
0: break a bunch of pots and start screaming, <laughs> this is how you're going <laughs> to defeat the Midianites. It's kind of like Joshua in the wall. It's yes. just not happening. How <laughs> we would write the script. No. But again, if you're out there thinking that oh, God can't use me, I'm the least of the least of the least of the least of the least. Well, often in the Bible, that's who God picks.
1: Or if you think you're too old. I think we have to be careful because I think... Amen you know, to that. I think... What's that?
0: <laughs> you were looking at me when you said that. No, I You are straight across
1: from me. I was looking out the window. I know, I'm kidding. No, I think when we go into <laughs> retirement, I don't think the Lord's done. What should be when we're in that retirement age, there should be a lot of seasoned parts of us to give to the younger generation. Right. And even to our own peers and talking and helping people build their faith. Excuse me, I don't think we're ever retired. God
0: didn't teach us all the stuff that he teaches us through all 60 or yes. 70 or 80 years just to...
1: Okay, you're done. You're the- and so I would like to encourage people out there who think that they've, they've missed it because they've gotten too old. I can speak from my own self and without even saying my age, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> because she never will. But, even if but- you put bamboo sheets under her fingernails.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I am not even close. To wanting to retire.
0: I don't have as much physical energy as I yeah. used to have, but I feel like what I actually have to offer yes. is more important. That's better to say it
1: that way. Yeah. yeah. I even, don't feel like I've even touched the surface.
0: I'm not so running funny. around with the same <laughs> zest yeah. that I used to, <laughs> Yeah, but I hope that at least what I'm sharing is yes. a little deeper. I
1: think your writings and sharing like this is how God is using it. And then and so. then I can take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I could go never watch ta- Wheel of Fortune, right? <laughs> I could never take a nap in the middle of the day. No, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I, can't I, I never can't no, do. It. Or I'll be up all night. So <laughs> yeah. there's that part of it. So I got another one. Yes. Rahab the mm. prostitute. How would you like to have that as your topic? <laughs> I know. Your legacy. <laughs> yeah, your legacy. But when you know the whole story, it's like calling David the adulterer. I know it should be
0: Rahab the rescuer. Oh or, my gosh! Or yeah, the Rahab the, yeah. the heroine.
1: She's in the line of Christ. So we have Rahab. She hides, despise, and by it. her hiding them, they said we will not forget about you. Despise know what they're told to do. They go and search out the land. Mm-hmm. Rahab hides them on the roof, and for her doing that, because they were being sought after, and they said to her, put a scarlet rope around this window and we will save you and your family, whoever you bring into this house. This house will not fall. That cord is outside. She leaves it there. Jericho falls. And the one part of the building that doesn't fall is where she and whoever's in that home with her are saved.
0: Where's the suddenly in that? Is the suddenly that she was willing to hide the spies?
1: I think the suddenly was her salvation. It could have been that. She wanted to save them. She She wanted to to rescue them.
0: She was willing to be part of God's plan. Plan.
1: And he He, knew that she would do it. Yeah. Even though she seemed, again, Mm -hmm. least qualified. Because how she saw herself and how she was described. You know, she was described as the prostitute. yeah, I mean she that's had, what she was doing.
0: Right, she had obviously made some bad,
1: yeah, I <laughs> some get, bad life choices. Yeah, there. I get that. But here she goes and saves these guys. God in return saves her. And then, as I understand it, the man she married, she's the mother of Boaz.
0: Right, she's the now, in come the lineage on. of Christ. Yes,
1: that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> That is like the the goodness of God in the land of the living. So she
0: did not fall into the cynicism that we've been talking about that is the trap that Satan wants us to get in, which is to become so cynical. She could have just said, I'm not hiding these guys and putting (laughs) my neck on the line.
1: Yes. Could you imagine watching the entire place fall and your place is standing? I know. Because there had to be a place in her where she knew it was God. We don't know at all, but we could speculate a little bit when she finally came to that repentance of Mm -hmm. her life and knew that God had her. Because obviously to raise Boaz as such a good and godly man, something had to be in mom and dad is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, some major transformation Mm -hmm. happened after that earthquake. Or the Jericho thing. Yeah.
1: Well, when you heard (laughs) the whole thing falling down and you're standing there (laughs) petrified.
0: Kind of like when Joe came out of our basement after the tornado (laughs) and realized that look our house is fine how can this be so I just thought she was part of that whole
1: suddenly that her life changed suddenly
0: yeah her Boy, life did changed it. suddenly she had been on a course for yes a, you know her for a long old time adult life that yep. really wasn't great yep.
1: and and without explaining the story I'll just say too that the prodigal son suddenly it says suddenly he came to his senses mm-hmm so who spoke to him? He realized, what the heck am I doing? In the pig pen. Uh-huh. And I think mm-hmm. that's what happens in our lives. I feel like I had one of those moments. I feel like any of us could have those moments mm-hmm. when we just sit there and say, wait a minute, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. And you come to your senses. Mm-hmm. And coming to your senses means you come back to the Lord and you come back in repentance and He restores. Yeah. That's who He
0: is. It's what we do in those moments that yes. determines the rest of our lives. Yeah.
1: And he can yeah. change it around. I just feel like 2023 is just a real time for us to say, God, I want it to be different. I want it mm-hmm. to change. And you can do anything. Suddenly,
0: and we're not encouraging anyone to just obsess over one situation in your life. No, and then try to muster up the <laughs> oomph in that situation no. to believe. Because we don't know God's ways are not always—they're oh, no. not our ways; and they're his higher time than our is ways. Not our time either. Yeah, exactly. It's just an overall attitude that we are expecting God to do things in our lives. Yeah, and I feel like if we open our eyes, we'll see that He is. That's
1: right. That's but, good.
0: But it may not look exactly that road in the wilderness, that river in the desert yes. that we talked about. And it's from a rescue.
1: Isaiah. He will rescue. He promised it. So he will rescue in the desert and he will rescue in the wilderness. Sometimes
0: he lets that water get right, <laughs> right up, right up to our nostrils. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The only thing we cannot predict is the timing of God. And again, we're not also saying that
0: difficult, painful tragedies don't Um, happen to believers. No. Absolutely, they can. Correct. And so if you're in one of those situations or that has happened to you, you might think, well,
1: he didn't rescue me. How would you answer mm-hmm. somebody that said that? I would have to really hear them out and be able to sit with them you know, in the I've, circumstance and all that, because I think everybody's circumstances are different. And we I?
0: did talk about how he does allow things mm-hmm. to come into our lives that are difficult, mm-hmm. but he prevents a whole lot of things that we don't see. Correct. He protects us from so much. What he does allow, that's where we have to say, but I trust you.
1: That's right. That's okay. good.
0: Did you want to talk about any more or should no, I do that's my it. little close. Okay. Let's go ahead and close. It. Well, yeah, this morning I... I just wanted to listen to some worship music. So I was. And there's a song on my playlist that someone sent it to me, a YouTube video. And the song Mm. is called Land of the Living. It's such a powerful video. So I encourage you to get on YouTube, look for Land of the Living. It's done by the worship team from a church called Church of the City. It's based on Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen, And that scripture says, I would have despaired mm-hmm. unless I had believed mm-hmm. that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's right. You know, when we're in despair, it's because we have stopped believing that That's we're going to say. see the goodness of God. That's right. So in the middle of this powerful worship song, the lady that is the worship leader launches into this part in the middle where she's just speaking. Yes. And I want to read to you what she said, because it just really encouraged me a lot. And you need to watch it because I cannot do it the way that she did it in the moment. But this is what she said. In Numbers 23, it says, God is not a man that he would lie or the son of man that he would change his mind. And it goes on to encourage us in this, that if he said it, he's going to do it. Mm. If he spoke it, he will fulfill it. So I don't know what tomorrow has to bring, but I know this. If he tells us to march around our Jericho, those walls are coming down. I know this. If he sets us in front of an impossible red sea, we're going to walk on dry land. And if he tells us to march into battle and to face our giants, we might as well put on our dancing shoes because that battle has already been won. Our God is faithful and we can trust his word. And we can stand on his promises and we can declare that he is not a God who would lie to us. Ooh, isn't that good? That is very good. Yeah, you really, again, need to see her sharing that and then Mm -hmm. just the power of that song that we need to believe that we'll see the goodness of God in the land land land. of the living. I agree.
1: All right. You want to close in prayer? Sure. That is good words. Mm. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just lift your name on high. We thank you, Father, as we are starting a new year, new changing of a calendar year, that we want to do it differently. We pray, Father, that we would know, Lord, that at any given moment, you can change things so suddenly, and that that is who you are. That is the character of our Father. We thank you, Lord, that as we have been discussing people in scriptures, that you're not lying, Father. There's no favorites in your family. And so Lord, we just lift all of this and all the circumstances to you. Father, I pray that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living this year, that we would change the things that we need to change. If you are chiseling any pieces of our character, may we not fight you this year. May we submit to what you are saying, Father, because you are for us and not against us. Lord, we thank you that you want to come into our circumstances and situations in our lives. May we be so aware. May this be a year that we are just aware of everything you're doing in our lives and around us that we would see, well, that was God well, that was God. Well, now that was God. Make us so aware of you, Father. You're in everything. And so we just thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for revealing these people in the scriptures that you chose to use their lives that were messy and show that you are God most high. You want to do the same thing for us, whether our lives are messy or if they're not, you want us to see that you are God and God alone. We give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.